0: ¿Qué onda, primos? This is Freddie here on My Primo's Podcast. Tonight, we cover Henry's story and his ongoing struggle to stay in the U.S., we try something new that we hope you like. We then discuss the new term "white spaces" and what that means for the rest of us. You really gotta listen to the whole show to understand what we're talking about. With me tonight, as always, is uh, Hispanic causing panic? Ulises.
1: I don't like Hispanic. <laughs> 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 you lost me there. I mean, I know it rhymes, but hey, man, I, not, I'm, I'm
0: it. I mean, I gotta throw something in there. I'm not feeling it. I mean, I, I am. Hispanic causing Texas. panic, man.
1: I am in Texas.
0: You are in Texas. You're in Hispania. Um,
1: Hispanic causing panic. <laughs> yeah, Hispanic
0: causing panic releases. <laughs> well, I definitely wanted to thank everybody that chimed in uh, from the previous show. I did get some feedback from people, and I really, uh, I apologize first of all for the audio. People did tell me that the audio was an issue, but we're working on it. You know, we're Mickey Mouseing this shit. We gotta figure it out the way we can. Uh, but we'll we'll get there eventually. Where it's a better quality, but uh, also want to uh, apologize to those working the third shift because apparently they cut their they cut their entertainment off at two in the morning. A forty-minute program when they're used to an hour, hour and a half. But we're trying to find that uh, <laughs> that sweet spot, you know. Uh, but feedback, uh, feedback. feedback, feedback's good. And so tonight, let's just go ahead and just uh, just catch up, have fun with the show. Remember, you guys can follow along here on Facebook dot com slash my primos podcast also you can email us directly uh my primos podcast at gmail.com chime in give us your critiques and who knows maybe your stuff could be read on the show where ulysses reacts releases it's been a week what have you been up to man let's catch up
1: up uh not mustard uh not nothing just like just like rihanna work 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 <laughs> nothing but work, work work and then it's like what is it Bitch, better have my money. But yeah,
0: that's that's <laughs> what I mean. No, me, dude. I've yeah. been this week. I've been obsessed with Karate Kid. What are you, what
1: are you, what are you drinking?
0: Me, I'm drinking tap water, potable water. Tap water?
1: No, no potable. So no, no potable. coffee
0: this time. It's potable water, mm-hmm. not potable. Potable. Uh,
1: I'm i partaking in a un topo chico preparado.
0: Topo chico. un topochico? Oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. What are you sucking on?
1: Oh, oh! It's uh this old ass ring pop I found, like just <laughs> a caducado, expired on, so ring pop.
0: I can't tell you the last time I've had a ring pop, like I don't remember.
1: Nope. nope. Well, yeah, I found it, so like, you know, I I propose was... to myself, and I'm thinking about it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking about it, so I'll let you know how that goes.
0: <laughs> Shit, the ring pop. You look stupid with that ring pop. I wanted to touch on something. I got some cool feedback, and also got some shit to for you. That apparently mm-hmm. you didn't defend me as your primo. That you threw me under the bus when I got talked down to by one oh. of the uh, one of the critiques. You know, because people were saying that I am uh, that I'm very uh, charismatic, and that no, no, no,
1: no, they 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 probably meant manochromatic
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
1: You're one shade, man. You're
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, man. Nah, but you were saying you threw me under the bus and that my primo should have been more like, hey, I get it, but he's my boy.
1: You know? No, I was just kind of like also, because I don't know if like our parents, I'm trying to come from the perspective of our parents. Like, for example, any anytime our parents see uh, un latino que no habla español que dicen ellos cabrón pinche no habla español o los mexicanos por lo menos dicen tiene el nopal en la frente y no habla español verdad yeah so I mean what would be the the equivalent for white people like a pickle on their forehead or <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't
1: know man I don't know I don't know I don't know it made me think I saw this video where this guy threw a pickle at his girlfriend and it landed right on her forehead <laughs> so I was like is that is what? that what like I don't know. I wonder. It would be nice to get some feedback on, on what if if si mexicanos tienen el nopal en la frente y salvadorenses tienen el la flor de izote. <laughs> what, what do what do? Going back s- to where we were at, you were saying.
0: Yeah. So this week I've been really into Karate Kid. Man, the new series that came out on YouTube. I I fucking love that movie. The series. Because I remember as a kid, uh, my dad my dad didn't do much as fun stuff, but I do remember that if a good movie from the 80s was on TV, that would let me watch it no matter how late it was. You know? Yeah. Like, he would be like, hey, Commando is on. I'm like, he's like, hey, you got to go to bed. And I'm like, ya yeah, va a acabar. It's Commando. he's like, okay. Okay, watch Commando, then you got to go okay. to bed. Or like, no, yeah, I, kid, you,
1: go to you, bed. You told me about it, and I immediately looked it up, and it was like, it's, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna definitely watch it this week.
0: It's good, man. They I'm not giving anything away. The trailer will do enough for you on YouTube. Uh, they twist it up to where like they made Danny kind of like a a douche, you know, like he's kind of a dick. Unknowingly though, like he just had kind of it seemed like he had an easy life after Karate Kid Three. Yeah. And he just blew up, made money, he got rich, and then Johnny just. Toss aside, and he had a rough Perfect. fucking life. Yeah, but it's good, man. Karate Kid or Cobra Kai, what it's called? Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yeah, that's Cobra what I was. Did,
1: yeah, that's the name of the movie, which is okay. kind of like
0: it's a series.
1: I mean, well, if they call it Cobra Kai and leave it, is it just is that the title Cobra Kai? Yeah, Cobra Kai. Yeah, they I mean, it, it was up to marketing, I guess. Like, because you say Cobra Kai, like it took me a second to kind of remember what Cobra Kai was.
0: Well, the first you thing know? I thought of was G.I. Joe, and then oh shit, Karate Kid. Like those are the no, two big ones. No, first thing cobras. I thought
1: of was like uh, fucking Dragon Ball Z Kai uh, and the old Cobra Kai. I was okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is like it, it doesn't seem like they're piggy <laughs> bagging, piggy backing, or piggy bagging, back- piggy
0: backing. Yeah. Uh
1: uh-huh, Off of Karate Kid. Like I would imagine they would have put um, Karate Kid somewhere in no, there. No, but. But it would be offensive for
0: them. <laughs> no, no no, but check this out. They lean into Karate Kid like legit. Like they use the original clips from mm-hmm. the first from the first movie at the end of the tournament. Uh they go back a lot of flashbacks to those first uh parts of the movie, Miyagi, all that stuff. So if you if you grew up with Karate Kid or know what it is, Miyagi. the original one. You think about Karate Kid, you think of just eighties, just action flick, you know, coming of age movie. I love that movie. I love that series.
1: Wax on, wax on,
0: All that shit. And they even make jokes about it in the show. Like, you got to check it out. It's a cool, versatile cast. It's a good mix of people. And uh, just dig it, man. Love it, love it, love it, love it.
1: How many licks to get to the... How
0: what many the licks to get to the fuck center up. of a ring pop? <laughs> <laughs> like, and no, and not, But you guys rag on me? You prefer what? the ring pop sucking guy?
1: <laughs> Licking. Oh, sorry. It's probably like an old... Ra- I, I, I remember, It's probably like an old reference. Who remembers, like... But what was an owl, right? That said, how many, how many legs to get to the center? A... A Tootsie Pop. Tootsie Pop or whatever.
0: Yeah. You go and one, two, three. Go. So. Three. Yeah, the Karate Kid Show is fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm excited. It's fun. Uh, you guys should check it out. You should check it out, man. It's really good.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to definitely check it out
0: for sure. Awesome. Cool. So, well,
1: definitely one of those nostalgia. It is.
0: It is like a hundred percent nostalgia. All right. So, talking about catching up, I want to touch base on a story we covered on one of our first episodes. We talked about Henry and his story. He was the informant for MS-13 that was uh, incarcerated after helping the FBI kind of put away that gang in Long Island. His story has come updates for us. So I did reach out to the reporter that actually wrote the story She was actually kind enough to, to reply back that there was some updates on the ProPublica website So if you haven't checked it out, I will post nice. it on there as well. And so she uh, I went ahead. I'm gonna yeah, read off kinda, the link yeah. Like
1: it feels like you've done more research than Fox does right now. You, you, you You've researched your shit more than Fox's. so hey man, you know what? Thumbs not, up, thumbs hey, up.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, people have oh. asked about Henry and want to know what's going on, and so right now, just to kind of give you a summary of what's happened since the story went live in April, you know, we picked it up right, as, you know, right as, as this was going on, and so I'm not going to give us the credit, but plenty of people rally behind the this kid, uh, and so the, the Department of Homeland Security is actually investigating if ICE violated the civil, his civil rights because it, it, him being a child and going through what he did if his civil liberties were violated by ICE. And so an immigration lawyer came in and said, "Hey, I'm going to do this pro bono." Pro bono. Pro bono. Uh, I'm going to jump on this and, and help and get this started and also the Shit, you know, the Department of Homeland Security is looking into it because now it's be- it got enough noise. What we talked about the other day about not letting this get swept under the rug it worked. Okay. Yeah. It worked. Every little bit, every drop in the bucket. Even if we're a small community here on my Primos podcast, you know, every little bit helps. Right. Every click helps. Every every share helps. So you guys out there listening it have helped. Okay. So since then, he had a court date that was actually moved uh, to the in May 22nd, okay? So his hearing has been postponed till May 22nd to make the decision. The, the, the judge uh, hearing everything that's happening and people kind of uh, writing in, people kind of sharing about it, have made him kind of reconsider his decision. And so uh, this claim was postponed till May 22nd, and right now there's a, a GoFundMe page that's already uh, gained like $20,000 to help him kind of wow, pay for gosh. other fees that are okay. gonna and he apparently from what I'm reading, he's able to actually be released on a bond. And so hey, they're can, trying to, can
1: you can you post that link? I'm a donate.
0: Yeah. I'ma donate. I'm gonna go ahead and put that yeah. link on the website, uh, our Facebook site. Uh again, guys, go on there, check out the post, there'll be the link there for the GoFundMe and the story, the update. Um, it's called War Henry Civil Rights Violated. And so, it was, again, by Hannah Dreyer. She's on Twitter as well, at Hannah Dreyer. And uh, her story is great. You can read it in, like the other one. But just wanted to give you guys a heads up that it's working. You know, ¿Y 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 qué fue
1: lo que te dijo, I mean, you know, in a synopsis, you know, rapidito, what que you dijo
0: Well, ella me dijo que ella aprecia que hablamos de la historia de Henry no petition. There's no website set up for him Nothing like that It's not like a big huge movement mm-hmm. But there is a GoFundMe that's helping him Kind of get the support that he needs Okay so
1: pretty much Bottom line make noise Make noise That's, it. that's what it is okay.
0: This is not going away And yeah. us just kind of remembering Remember we yeah, talked I'm about a, it I'm a, Let's,
1: I'm Keep talking I'm going to post this thing
0: right now Yeah man go for it And You'll see it's on the ProPublica website. ProPublica.org is the site. There's a tons of, op- of uh, options on there to to kind of follow along Henry's story, and I'm gonna post it on the Facebook page as well. So for those of you that were interested in Henry's story, there's the update for you. Things are moving in the positive. Uh, he seems real up in his morale, and thankfully, you know, we made noise and because of that henry's in a better route so let's hope and see what happens i will fill everybody in once i get an update i'll check on the website and keep kind of my eye on the whole thing around may it's not too far away we'll see what the uh, decision is
1: Anyways, so that's that song right there. It's it's one of those songs that gets stuck in my head. It's uh like you were referring to. Uh, it's a what's called Seven Nation Army, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And even my dad liked it to the extent that my my dad's a trucker, and my dad actually loved that song. You know why he likes it? Why? Because he thought he said that he it it he it sounds like. It's a truck with a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that! So dun, he
0: was like, dun, 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 yeah, dun. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The the first time I remember, this is my my you know my dad being an irresponsible parent. Like one time he got sick when we were delivering a load. It was during summer on vacation, and we were we we, we were going through Louisiana. Y, so yeah, ibamos pasando por Louisiana y me y se, y se enfermó. De repente le dio, no sé qué le dio, rame cacal, no sé qué. (laughs) He went to bed and he left me driving.
0: Wow. And I was like 16
1: years old. I was like 16. And I drove through Louisiana, Mississippi, Atlanta, all the way to fucking Jacksonville, Florida. And the whole time I was driving, I kept playing System of Down, you know, the White Stripes and blah, blah, blah. And then when I played this song, he woke up and he was like, "Get a la gran puta que." <laughs> he was like, you know, just woke up, was scared, and I was like, que, que, que paso, que paso, que paso? And it's like pitch dark, three o'clock in the morning. Me driving because we have to go deliver a load, and I'm like, I'm six 16 years old. My dad's sick in the back, shivering and some fucking cold sweat, you know. But you have to deliver shit, you know, right? Like people expect their youth. People expect their useless shit on time, right? Yep. Despite what my dad's going through, right? So, mi pase levante y dice, y dice, no jodas, dice, y y le digo que qué pasó? Yo pensé que era una pinche llanta que (laughs) digo que había ponchado, dice. ¿Por qué (laughs) le digo yo? By this time I had lowered the volume, right? Yeah. Dice, ¿por qué le digo yo? Esa pinche canción que pusiste y ya le subí volumen. Esta le digo yo y dice y en esa pum 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 pum." (laughs) And he said, Y le digo yo, ¿por qué le digo? Dice, se como que es una, como que la llanta va ponchada dice, ya atrás, dice, boom, boom, boom. So, check it out. Later on, every time he, he he looked up, he made me look up that song. He made, my dad made me look up that song and burn it for him on a CD. Oh. And I burned, no, I burned one song, Seven Nation Army. From the White Stripes onto one CD. So that song had one song in it.
0: You couldn't just so
1: tell him you could play repeat? Yeah, he would just put it on repeat and he would play that song. And he loved it because it sounded like he had a flat tire. Wow, that's crazy. But anyways, that, that's my little s- spill on <laughs> the white stripes. nostalgia and music getting stuck in your head.
0: So. I love the White Stripes. Yeah. Like that White.
1: Seven Nation Army. That's what we need to be. We need to be an army. Because Trump keeps calling us an army, so... You Might know, as let's well. let's organize peacefully. No, no guns, right? Let's organize peacefully like an army, right?
0: So now we're gonna try something new. We are doing a new segment here: a lightning round, um, splash, like slash speed dating, uh, segment where we talk about different topics. We have one minute to discuss them between each other. But these are topics that we haven't like prepared for.
1: Hashtag raw.
0: <laughs> Hashtag raw. So we're gonna. I'm gonna throw something out there. Put a timer on it, discuss it, and move on to the next one. And we'll go back and forth. And so, Ulysses, you go first. What's your topic?
1: Well, speaking of seven Asian armies and the conglomeration of all that, go. Trump pulls out of Iran deal. France is like, what the fuck? Israel is like, fuck yeah. U.S. business will most likely lose due to, etc. Industrial-military complex, happy face, will probably, maybe, maybe not, affect Korea uh, deal with North Korea because they will think twice about making deal with the West.
0: All right. So I'm going to hit the minute start. All right. So I think it's, it's a bad deal altogether. I think that the U.S. pulling out is showing weakness to the other countries. It's showing that we, can't, we are not willing to work together. We're not willing to negotiate. If something comes up that we don't like, we're going to pull out, walk away, pick up all our toys and go home. So how are we going to work with countries that are in the Middle East having a war? And as soon as we see something we don't like or that's not to our standards, we walk away. That doesn't show strength because we're the big country walking away. It shows weakness because we're not willing to cooperate. No,
1: but, but also put in there that we committed to it to begin with, right? So it's a commitment that we made and now we're pulling out out of nowhere... I mean, not out of nowhere. We knew this was coming with this idiot. But um, what I'm trying to get at, as well as before we run out of time, is that um, it might not necessarily be a bad thing because when the United States pulls out, the United still, the United States pulls out. So will Europe? Does Europe have the backing, the the money to pull out? That's what I'm saying. Will it still continue? Will the France still fucking put their name on it and sell shit to Iran? that's
0: the bottom line of it. Well, time's up. Good Time question up. for everybody. Tell us your comments on the page. We'll post these topics as well. So you guys can look them mm-hmm. over and see what you guys think about it. And so your now turn, it's Sammy. my turn. And my topic is on the same uh, as Trump, Korea, him being involved with that, in some sense, he takes credit for that being done, you know, his, uh, his strong arm. So he is being apparently nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for next year. What are your thoughts?
1: Thoughts on Nobel Peace Prize for Trump regarding North Korea peace process with South Korea um, and ending the Korean War? Like, yeah, that's like honestly, like I'm reluctant, reluctant to say it or admit it, pero I would kind of like I would. Fuck, man! I'm like I'm like it's like my genes are like my genes are on fire right now.
0: <laughs> well, my thoughts are that it is almost like begrudgingly saying like fuck, I hate the guy, but yes. because of what, yeah. what he did, I don't want to say he give him full credit, but even the South Korean president saying no, no, no. to give no full, Trump, credit, no full credit, no, he, even South Korea saying he needs the Nobel Prize because of what he did, it caused for this to happen. Even calling him uh, the little rocket man, all that shit. White privilege,
1: white privilege, white privilege, white privilege. I'm going to call that out. I didn't like this whole time. I've been chewing up. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to call that up. white privilege because you know what? The, the the one thing that the white person does, all of a sudden, boom, like they're giving him credit for something he did. That's what I'm going at. You know what? You know who deserves the fucking uh, Nobel Peace Prize? Fucking the South Korean president, president prime Mr. minister, president he, deserves it. he deserves it. President Moon, Trump, just he he was just talking off his fucking, you know.
0: But I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. Again, not my first choice, but like you said earlier, you would kind of look at it and go, Really, did he usher it in? But hey, we move on. No, but n-
1: no, wait, 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 wait. But just to add a little bit, I wouldn't go as far as a Nobel Prize for Trump but did he have an effect in that yes did he ever have a a a part to play in the whole damn thing yes all right i'm gonna say that much
0: okay we'll leave it there your turn what do you got for me
1: okay real quick i got real simple this one's straightforward uber accident one fatality self-driving cars probably much 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 stop Say when, much, 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 much. Literally, say when. Much, when. much
0: easier. It's still scary to think that a self-driving car is really possible. I like the technology behind it, where they drive, they drive in, you know, certain areas that they're they're remote controlled in a sense. But like anything else. It's scary to see a vehicle that can be hacked. A vehicle that... What if someone... just Mm -hmm. Something goes wrong. It's already scary enough to be a passenger with someone you know driving. You get that passenger syndrome and you freak out because you're not the one driving. But to allow a machine to completely control like that um, on the road against... Not just other machines, but people. So not everyone on the road is going to be in a self-driving car. Okay, let me question
1: this to you real quick. Do you think that due to the accidents and many other accidents that have happened, we'll probably come back to this. Do you think that the fact that there's been de- deaths involved that this will stop? That the development into this technology will stop?
0: I don't think that it's gonna stop. I think that what's gonna happen is there's gonna be an alternative. Why? Ah,
1: we'll come back to it.
0: Okay, just my last thought and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. I think that what's going to happen is we're going to develop a more of like a mass transit system that's automated. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we're going to go. We'll leave it at that. Cool, next one. Next All right.
1: your turn. Rob. We'll bring that back.
0: Bring that back. All right, so next one on my end is a little more, I don't know, a little different. I thought I found it interesting. Uh, Folsom Prison. Los Tigres del Norte recently played their <laughs> concert. They are the second... Musical act to hey, be allowed. A, I'm,
1: not, I'm not Mexican, but was that a Mexican, a good Mexican Yeah.
0: That was pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Okay. I think que Pasas por una. Okay. so, Tigres Nortes are the only, uh, the second act or artist to ever be allowed to perform. The other artist that performed was Johnny Cash,
1: The Man in Black.
0: Man in Black, and the reason why I bring this Cocaine up that topic Blues. is Cocaine this: Blues. at that time, Johnny Cash was the only person allowed to go in there and play and played to an audience that was uh, predominantly white. And now Ooh, Tigres del Norte came in and played, now it's a predominantly minority. Thoughts? Go.
1: Boom, okay, I, I had the privilege to watch. Shout out to Giovanni. Um, me, He took me to go watch Tigres del Norte and Molotov at the forum a couple of months ago. Um, but my thoughts on that, it's like, it's directly representative to your population uh, inside the prison. Simple as that. You're bringing in. They decided to, you know, go ahead and perform, uh, because you know that as minorities and my, you know, per like the way I'm kind of coming about it is that the minorities that are in there are in there because of this very, 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 very subjective form of applying the law, right? Until so they, you know, like I just posted some stuff online. They found, like, this lady saw a girl sleeping, and she called the police. This lady found the guy cooking in charcoal at the park, and she called the cops. So it's just how do you apply the law. So how do you apply the law is one thing. So you know that going just, you know, at the crux of it is, like, there's a lot of innocent people there. A lot of There's a lot of guilty people in there, but there's a lot of innocent people. And a very, 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 very – tell me one. Very, 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 very – biased way of applying the law.
0: All right. We'll leave it at that. And what do you got for me?
1: Austin Mandatory Sick Pay. In San Antonio, they're going to also try and implement it. Chipotle is doing it. Chipotle is doing it. They've had positive results preventing people dying from cholera or E. coli. Uh, And yeah, it's a 64-hour paid sick leave. What do you think about
0: that? Stanley. Well, I think that companies that take care of their people become successful. And companies like mm-hmm. Chipotle have been in the fucking news as always. I mean, I remember every news story. People dying. Uh, people dying. And people What's getting the sick. the name of the ice cream?
1: The Blue Bell, right?
0: Blue Bell. They recalled their, their ice cream because of that. And if you, take, if you allow people, if you want people to come work for you, but they're sick and you leave them no opportunity because they're afraid to lose their job to come in and put everybody well, in danger.
1: Either you pay your rent or you don't go, right?
0: Yeah, but you're also putting the general public at, at risk because I have a flu, but because I'm scared of losing my job and I'm not going to get paid to pay my rent, I bring it to work. I put it in the food. I don't mean to cough at food, but germs get around. No matter what you do, if you're sick, you catch stuff. So if it's mandatory and it helps perpetuate cleanliness, especially in food and helping people stay healthy, I'm all for it, 100%.
1: And, and chipotle gives you anal leakage according to South Park. Um, but just a quick, 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 quick right there before it ends. Um, I hate chipotle, but just to, you know, kind of like give chipotle some chipotle chicotes is a completely different thing chipotle some credit they implemented and increased their paid sick leave right and actually it the whole those incidents dropped because people don't have to choose between do i pay my rent or do i go to work right because people will always say i'm gonna go to work to pay my rent but in the process, they're going to get a bunch of people sick. Yep. So I think it's a good thing.
0: I'm with you. All right. And this is your... I think you have one more, and then I have one more. I think we're done with our lightning okay. round. Okay,
1: go.
0: All right, so my, my last one here is... In Illinois, the police, chief of police said that if they legalize marijuana, he is going to have to put down and euthanize the whole canine unit that they have, all the dogs that they've trained to find marijuana. And that because... If they keep those dogs, they cannot be retrained. It'd be too expensive to do that. And they cannot be acclimated into civilian life because they're trained to be police dogs. So if you legalize weed, you gotta kill all the dogs. Your thoughts. Go.
1: What is it called? I'ma use up my minute really slowly. So it says an old dog cannot learn what is it? New tricks?
0: Correct. And you tricks can't teach an old dog big, new right? tricks.
1: Yeah, and tricks are for kids. Yeah, um, stupid. I must call it b- bullshit. Why? Because just read like dogs. Dogs evolved next to man. A dog can like I'm teaching Rambo new tricks at like right now. Like I'm telling him how to roll over. Like they can learn. They can. You can easily grab that dog and you know what? Because. It comes at it as an imperialist mentality that you have to retrain that dog. No, retire him. Why don't you just retire him and have him just live out his life peacefully and bring other dogs in? Bring some millennial dogs <laughs> that eat avocado <laughs> toast <laughs> and chocolate. No, don't don't feed your don't. Okay, don't feed your dog chocolate. Take, I'll take that back. Don't feed your dog don't, chocolate. Don't. But you get what I'm saying? It's like that's bullshit. Yeah. Just retire the dogs. Send them to a farm upstate right to be happy and bring in some phase them out and bring them some bring in some other dogs simple
0: I, as that i, that I agree with you sure. i think i just say in my point on it because it's my, my my last little uh lightning run um my speed date mm-hmm. uh, It's it's an excuse to try to make people feel bad about k- killing dogs if they legalize marijuana and if they take yeah. if they take one or two percent of the taxes they're gonna make from that shit, they can set up like a fucking farm and like have the dogs run around and like a little yeah. retirement village. It's, like, for it's, dogs. Gonna,
1: it's gonna be a retirement home for dogs where they all they do is fuck. That's it. There you go. Cause did you know? Did you know? Did you know? There's a hype. There's a. I mean, don't quote me on it, but I've heard. I've heard that there's a actually a high percentage, an unbelievably, unbelievably. High percentage okay. of STDs going around in, in, in old people's homes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: what does that mean? <laughs> Hasta las quince. Oro
0: solido. Something and, solido. Right? Yep. right? There's yep. like something solid. All right. You know? So, yeah. I'm with you. All right. So, what's your last uh, story? What's your last topic?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and jump into this one, but this one's dense, so bear with us. It might it might go more than a minute. Navajo coal generating station. It's going to close, losing to natural gas production. They they want to get subsidized to stay afloat with a billion billions of dollars to subsidize for them to stay afloat. Trump hasn't said shit, even though he promised to end the war on coal during his campaign. Your thoughts.
0: Okay. So, because it's not white America, it's a Navajo nation that is running coal. Like, he said in his campaign that he was going to save, quote-unquote, clean coal. The war on clean coal is over. That he's going to support the coal miners and the steel miners and everyone to help them keep their jobs. Um, With this happening... He's not supporting it because they're Navajo sovereigns, you know. So they're not the people he wants to save. He's, they're not out of out of Kentucky like he promised them, and so because of that, he's not allowing the government to go in and help them. Because that would save thousands of jobs. That's that's everything he talked about: keeping people employed.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, and just and you're you're coming around the you're coming along the right lines. I mean I will give him the benefit of the doubt in terms of and I hate saying this because the politics and the laws regarding a sovereign nation operating a station might be different, but at the end of the day, it's all fucking bullshit because he can he's the president, he can make shit happen. It's not the first time, it's not the first time oh you know, America has failed to live up to a tree to the Native American people simple as that I agree agree. agree. simple as that
0: we covered a lot in a small amount of time and uh, I hope to keep doing this if you guys enjoy it let us know email us myprimospodcast at gmail.com let us know if you like this format we'll bring it back maybe in a couple episodes see how it goes
1: hey this is a commitment
0: the ring pop or the show
1: yeah no, the, the, no the Ring Pop. Fuck the show. Okay, okay. I'm committed to the Ring pop uh, I can I'm tell. it's the Ring Pop. It, it's 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 es caducado? Es caducado en español? In ¿En English?
0: <laughs> caducado in Spanish is caducado. Vencido. Expired. Uh, es vencido? Puta. Expires. Expired. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean expired. Expired. Yes, yeah. yes, expired. It, this candy is expired, but it still tastes good, but I'm committed to it.
0: All right, so next we talk about uh, the term white spaces. Have you heard of this, Ulises?
1: Well, the I have never heard of white spaces, but I can imagine. Okay. I was just in Wimberley, Texas, that's definitely a white space. Intentionally, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's intentionally, but it feels like it.
0: Well, if you don't know what the term is, it was co- newly coined. And so I read this on a story online. I think it was with uh, with Vox.
1: Okay, but when you say newly, how newly, how newly is
0: it? I mean, I've only seen this phrase used once in the last few days. And so it, it's becoming okay. a normal usage. So uh, the term white spaces is off a of story from Vox. And what it was is a, a, basically a, a collection of stories where minorities have been in locations that were predominantly let's say considered white spaces now because Mm -hmm. for example the two black guys that were at the starbucks waiting for the business partner they got the police got called on them recently the girl at yale university sleeping in the common area police got called on her clap clap
1: clap 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 clap. okay
0: and so there's numerous numerous stories of people that were in quote-unquote the wrong place or didn't look like they belonged or someone had Mm -hmm. a concern in which now they coined it where they consider it white spaces because if you don't look like you belong there, and you're a minority, you better have a good fucking reason that you're here, or else. And so, I wanted to talk about that, give you some examples, and just just dialogue about it. So.
1: Okay, so, go. What what were you gonna say?
0: So, what I what I wanted to touch on was again remind you we have the Starbucks situations that have happened, right? Because they've been predominantly, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote, categorized as a white space where predominantly two, three black guys go hang out there that look like they're from the inner city. Why are the cops called? Because they don't look like they belong there. Right? Okay. So Mm -hmm.
1: so I know somebody that uh, actually did her thesis on placemaking, specifically for Latino placemaking. Okay. But I can kind of, like, extract from that. So... But when it comes to um, white, what did you call it?
0: Well, the, I didn't coin it, but it's called white spaces.
1: Okay, white spaces. So white spaces is to me, it just starts off as wherever white people are, and all of a sudden you see this influx of minorities of people of color coming in, right?
0: But or 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 to cut you off. It's, or uh-huh. it was it was predominantly Latino, Black, and gentrified gentrification hits. That's, that's
1: where I was going at. That's why I That's why I love you, Stanley, sometimes, not all the time, because we don't agree all the time. Okay. But that's where I was going at that white spaces are defined by, you know, so you live in America, so then who defines what space is what, right? So then a white space, like I was just in Wimberley, Texas. It was all white people. I'm probably going out there Monday again. It was all white people. Quaint little town. Very, there's I don't know. It just has this this like I'll be honest, and I'm 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 probably exaggerating. I'm probably exaggerating tenfold, but it felt like you know a little bit of like this get out moment. You know, mm, it's like okay. white white people white people white people white people. But everybody was polite. Everybody was friendly. Everybody was beautiful. Everybody like I I didn't feel excluded but you know what did you ever see that movie get out?
0: Yeah, but everybody was very
1: polite, right? But
0: but but, no hold on let me let uh me say you were there for work. You were in a Uh work truck in a uniform. Yes. That's what
1: I'm going at. That's what I'm going at. So I was there I was like, Mo I'm wearing a vest. I'm here on a to serve you perspective you know, point you know, coming from a to serve you. And, again, I don't want to talk shit about people from there. I don't know, you know, the, the predominant, you know, statistics, the demographic of people that live in Wimberley, but it felt like it was just a lot of white people. And as I was driving out, the only white people that I ever came across was at the job site, the people that were there working at the, you know, construction. And this one gardener that was, you know, like, a, mile down, trimming, you know, with the lawnmower. That's the only Latinos I came across from. And then anything else beyond that, I came across a bunch of little food trucks, you know and stuff, and nothing but white people. So then I remember I called uh, the admin back at the office, and I told her, Hey, like oh, I'm, I came to you know cover this job at this construction.' And 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 she said, "Oh yeah, it's far away, huh?" I was like, yeah, it's far. It's fucking far away. It's like <laughs> thirty, forty minutes further south from Salt Lake. And then I told her, "Oh, so this?" I I told her like, "So this is where all the white people come to hide." Oh wow! And and then she started laughing, and she was like, "Yeah." You know, and she's she's a Tejana, you know, from here a long time. Because, like, that part, you know, Wimberley, it's, like, very, the the topography is very, you know, hilly. It's called hill country, right? So there's a lot of hills and stuff. So it's a very beautiful area to go into. Like, I was telling her, like, hey, it's very beautiful. It's very, it's, like, it's beautiful to get here, but it's fucking far away. But that's what I'm going towards is that it's just, like, sense and feeling that like you don't belong there pretty much
0: gotcha well i think that that's the issue going on right now where we're getting too many instances of situations like uh restaurants businesses uh for example there are gated communities where there was that whole issue last year where i think it was in houston or here in dallas where those the the kids were having a pool party i remember all the that neighbors was, that were- was
1: up north that was in dallas area
0: yeah uh, yeah it was in mesquite i think and so there was a whole thing where uh, teenagers were having a pool party, you know. They were hanging out, having a good time, and the cops were called, and they tackled the girl to the ground, and all this stuff happened. And uh, they were saying, "Go back to your ghettos, go back to your to your areas," you know, like mm-hmm. they were. And they live there. Yeah, and they live there. And so that's that term "white space" is being used more and more and more because of what's been happening with these people being Okay. okay. Empowered. I'm gonna give you. I'm I'm gonna give you. People uh-huh, are okay. feeling. Empowered to call the police for situations that simply is, I'm is it i interrupt you
1: right there. Go ahead. Okay, go, 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 go. go. Okay, because this is the thing when you say empowered, that means that you've been disenfranchised at a point. So when you say empowered, like when you say women have been empowered, okay, because they did not have power at a certain point.
0: You're right. But Bad when choice you say.
1: You know, do not ever correlate that.
0: No, with and you're right. And predomin- I I, I, miss, you know? I misspoke, but the word is they are feel entitled yes. to call the police. And that's where you I'm at. You hear that? That's perfect. They feel entitled to call the police whenever they see anybody that they don't think because they're not there to fix a pipe or cut your lawn, they should be there. Or they feel like they have the right to decide who should belong in this space. And so that term, when I read the article, exactly, when I put that, I read the article, and I'll put it on our our Facebook site so you can read it as well, it gives you tons of examples where this is being almost abused to where people are are calling police and 911 and all this for situations that can simply be handled by, hey, how are you? Can I help you? Or just approach someone, but you call the cops. That's what leads to these these, uh, unnecessary arrests, that's what leads to these shootings. That's what leads to just improper treatment of these people. If you're allowing this to happen, you're you're having these people put minorities in danger because of this. There's no need to uh, aggressively grab a woman in the middle of a, of, a, of, a, of a nap, ask, demanding to see her ID and everything to see if she lives on Yale campus. But when the person that just called on the phone said, oh, she doesn't feel like she doesn't look like she belongs here. Okay, Boom.
1: so I'm I'm going to give you uh second hand not 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 a first hand experience of gentrification. I'm gonna give you a second hand experience of gentrification. Um uh, I live in Austin, right? Correct? You can collaborate that. You can corroborate that. Yes. Right? Because nowadays like facts are far in between and very very Scarce to come across. So, I live in Austin, correct? Okay. Yes. Where specific? Where specifically do I live?
0: Pretty close to downtown. That's how I yeah. look at it. So I, live in, downtown. I live
1: in the south. I live in the southeast and uh, southeast corner of Austin, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like the Dove Meadow area, and that's where all the you know, a lot of the Mexicans are at, you know. But what I'm trying to get at is that, I uh, you know purchased this house, purchased it, and then my neighbor to the right is Latino. My neighbor in front is Latina. My neighbor in the back is Latina. So they've all been here 30 plus years in this community, right? So what they told, what my neighbor told me was that this house was bought by this white couple, right? So they bought the house, they came in here, and they lived in this house. They left, or I don't know what happened, but one of them lived, when I bought the house, one of them lived in Nicaragua, and another one lived in Arkansas.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: But while they were living here, this is the important part, while they were living here, he told me that he has, his backyard is to, uh, like, a drainage you know, like a I don't know, like drainage, a that's pretty much it. Like a runoff drainage in the back of his yard, right? So he went ahead and cut his yard, his fence down. He cut his fence down and put a little porch, put a little porch to chill with, you know, so that his grandkids can enjoy the water passing by when it rained, right? Right. So he built it, set it up, and everything, and then this neighbor, the you know where I live now, called the Austin, you know, code or whatever the city on him, the city. So the city showed up and told him, "Hey, you have to put, you have to get rid of that shit." So he ha- he got rid of it. He put it away, got rid of it, and I was like, "Okay, cool, and that's where it ended." So, anyways, long story, not so short is that when Latinos show up to any other space that is not Latino, what do we do? We become part of it. We learn. We acclimate. We assimilate. Which, you know, assimilation is akin to assassination in cultural terms. But we become part of that family. Why? Because we come in and and try to respect our way. Like, I came into this community, I bought this house, and I'm proud to say that I bought this house and, you know, me and my partner brought this, bought this house from a white couple. So we displaced or got rid of some – a little bit of gentrification, right? So all of a sudden, you know, the, these people were here and then we bought this house and some Latinos came and lived here. So boom, I'm down. They love me. They love us, you know? They like living next to me. I like living next to them. I hear shots here and there, but I know they're taking care of my house. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got they got my back. I got their back. Simple as that. That's the beauty of raza. You know, be it if you're Mexican, salvadoreño, tejano, guatemalteco, hondureño, nicaragüense, peruano, panameño, hondureño, and I can go on, right? But what I'm going at is that wherever I showed up here to this community and I'm trying to learn the community. I'm trying to be part of the community. I'm trying to see how the community functions right because everybody's just trying to function right (laughs) so but that person that used to own this property came in here saw what he was doing and immediately called the police on him right because that's and I don't want to say white people, but it's uh, it comes from a privileged perspective that you show up somewhere and you expect that where you show up, they conform, they acclimate, they 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 they, they accept you pretty they much. Shape, they, they shape
0: they... themselves to you, to your needs, yes. to your wants. Yes. Okay, and I, I get what you're saying. So to touch on it, the difference is that a lot of the other communities are willing to, are you saying that they're more apt to accept? Because the displays we've been seeing recently with predominantly white neighborhoods has been exclusion. Don't change anything. Mm -hmm. Be uniform. Don't shake things up. We don't know you. Get out. But on the the reverse of that, if a white family moved in to their Latino neighborhood predominantly, Mm -hmm. you all would be more accepting. You would be more like, "Hey, welcome." Or do you feel that's that a dynamic,
1: That's a dynamic of power and con- that confidence and power, the ego, that, you know Because like me as a Latino, you as a Latino born in the United States have more much confidence in how you represent yourself and how you act. right? Yeah. So if you, see, if you have a, a Latino immigrant or undocumented they will not act, dress, represent themselves in a way in, in such a confident way that we do, correctly, right? Yeah. Cause I might be I, I, I might not be a hipster, I might not be a gentrifier, but I am a yuppie. I am a yuppie and a yuppie is contributes to the gentrification process. You know?
0: But the thing is let's let's define your, your... Your use of gentrify, because, like you mm-hmm. said before, gentrify doesn't necessarily mean we've we've now changed the definition of gentrification. Like gentr- gentrify something is to better, right? But yeah. gentrify I mean, I mean now, the bottom
1: line. La, la, para para definir la palabra gentrification, verdad, it just means to make something better, right? Yes. Bottom line, right? Okay. Continue.
0: That's the bottom line, but to gentrify now, it's an ugly word. Because mm-hmm. now it seems as though it connotates with not only, okay, you're changing and making things seem, better. It is, it is, it is it but is. what happens is it comes in with the promise of change and growth and new. But with that, it also brings in higher tax exclusion. rates. It brings in exclusion. It becomes a white space where I mean, you don't belong here. Ding, 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 ding.
1: That's where we started, That's white spaces.
0: White spaces, but not just that. If we really want to boil it down, things are moving. They're, they're called white spaces now because predominantly, um, the affluent white majority are the ones kind of calling the police on black, Latino, other minorities. You know, whatever it may be, Muslim, or just whatever. Anything that's not what they know or belongs in that setting, right? Anyone that's not in the cast of friends. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of yes. what that's kind of like, what it is. Can I can I can
1: I clap to that? Like you you summed up everything that I was just thinking when you that that can you say that again?
0: Anyone not in the cast of Friends is what yes. is that not accepted. Beautiful. And so then by that definition, the police needs to be called to get them out of here because mm-hmm. you're ruining our 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 space. Okay.
1: And so what we're trying to say the gist of it and this is not along racial bias or any kind of you know but this is about reality and true stories that have happened to me or him um Stanley is that when Latinos or minorities show up to a community they look observe and try to acclimate and become part of it right on the other hand when um the predominant culture in this case being White people show up to a community, they see things that are wrong and they try to change it and try to make it right upon their own fucking you know perspective. they the, ethics the ethics. Right? It's
0: Plymouth Rock. They're the pilgrims coming in. And oh hey you
1: hey hey DJ you are playing the right <laughs> music man you, you're on hey Stanley you've never been on point but you're on point. Oh today.
0: okay now I'm on point
1: but I, I think that no, it's something that I'm talking,
0: yeah, on music you're on point, but okay. But I think, like you said, this is something that's going to keep uh, something to keep an eye on because it's going to yeah. keep getting used in more and more and more and more. And so I think that this being something that's happening, being more now, including not only minorities, but people of lower income. So this is coming down yeah. to where it's going to, pro- it's going to start becoming into a class issue, a uh, economical issue. And when that starts hitting poor white people, this is going to become a bigger deal.
1: Come join the club.
0: Join the club, guys. Here we go.
1: At me, at, at, at us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> My Primo's yeah.
0: podcast. Yep. Well, guys, we reached the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. We have tons to talk about week by week. So come here next week and follow along with us. We want you to go ahead and remember that we do have our Facebook. Go ahead and comment, share, like the page. The more you guys get involved, the more we can talk about. Definitely know what you would like for us to discuss. What topics matter to you, the community? You know, We contribute here our time. You take the time and listen. We appreciate it. So we definitely want to end the night Thanking you, remember, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and as we grow more and more and more, eventually we get to Spotify and just all the podcast services out there. So we want to get to the point where we're growing as not just a show here, having fun, but as a community. You know, we come together. It doesn't matter, you know, where you come from. If it is white, black... Keyword, keyword,
1: mindfulness.
0: Mindfulness. You're not... You're in your own bubble. Like we talked about in the first episode, we have that no mosh man,
1: pit. No, no, man, no man is an island. No man right? is an island.
0: It's true. We have to make room for each other. We're all in a struggle, like the mosh pit. We're all struggling for space, you know, the aforementioned space. But we have to work together in the struggle. We jostle, we move, we can get knocked down, but we get picked up again, and we make room for everybody. So, inclusion. So, mindfulness for everybody. Not just ourselves. We definitely want you guys to join us in our movement, whatever this movement is. We don't know what it is yet. We don't know where we're gonna go, but we'd love to have people on board, like the ones that are already supporting us and those that will support us. Lisa, you got anything to say before we end the night?
1: And the uh, illustrious and very mindful words of a uh, trailblazing artist that I've uh, become, like you know, more and more akin to. And you know, right off the bat, enjoyed. But I've, you know, un- upon further analysis, I've become, I've come to appreciate more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Um, I mean, I'm a man, but I like to think of myself as a feminist. But I'm probably not because I have a dick between my legs. You know,
0: hey,
1: it's probably I, not. I, yeah, I, you know, no, yeah, because it comes from you know patriarchal society, so. There's no such thing as a as a as a feminist man, right? But to end this, at like this episode, like I'm trying to be as eloquent as you were right now. But to end this episode, in a very very like thoughtful way, um, and I would, and I kept thinking about it, I kept thinking about it, like, and I kept thinking about all these all these white men and all these white men's quotes. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day. I was like, you know what, you know how, I'm a, how If he asked me, it, you know, I'ma end this episode. You know what? With what? I'ma end this with Cardi B. <laughs> <A-zur-> I'ma end this. I'm literally ending this with Cardi B. <inaudible> right, because she is the perfect representation of a woman taking charge of her fucking you know self. I won't say more.
0: Don't chirp at me.
1: Chirp, chirp, chirp. Cricket,
0: cricket, cricket, crick, crick. <laughs> All right.